Welcome in to the Undraftables podcast. First episode we've done in a while. This has been about a month or so. Kate Carlton, Kate Livingston, Chris Brown with you on this Thursday or Wednesday night, October 14th. Um, here to kind of discuss uh, everything that's gone on in the college football world, particularly the SEC over the course of the last few weeks. Uh, before we get into anything, I'll introduce uh, – both guys, Caleb, Chris, what's up? Uh, not much, man. Just good to be back. Been busy with school starting. And, yeah. You know, we met, we missed a lot of sports action. I do got to throw in, you know, Coach Smith lost his $2 bet on the Orioles. You know, <laughs> yeah, he should put yeah. it on the Braves. Yeah, shout um, out Coach Smith. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, it's been it's been a, a good month of sports. Man. Yes. We've had a lot of has, lot has of it Has it, has it been a – has it been a good month or a wild month? Because, like, if you think about the NBA playoffs, like, is it not nuts how the NBA playoffs worked out? I mean, does LeBron James not get an easier path to the finals and win another championship? Was that not the most uh, boring NBA playoffs in the history of NBA playoffs, though, especially the, the conference finals? But, and, and it was, but the only reason that you watched is because it was in the bubble. And it was just like, yep. this is just different. So, like, yeah. Good, okay. Like it's been good and wild, you know. Like, yeah. The, the, the only good thing for me out of watching the bubble is they're the only professional sports team to lead the way and show how it should be done for coronavirus. Well, actually, let's give credit where credit needs to, is due. The tournament, the basketball tournament, really set the precedent. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they they deserve the credit. You know, they they were the ones that stepped out there first and said, "Hey, we're going to do this," and they were successful. And then the NBA, WBA, um, you know, followed suit. Major League Baseball finally, their teams finally got their act together after the Cardinals debacle. Yeah, the Cardinals um, but, almost screwed it for everybody. And um, you know, the Titans almost screwed it for the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, we, we've since our last pod, the Big Ten finally got off their high horse and saw that they're not the leaders in anything. And yeah. Well, it's it's, it's amazing how safe the coronavirus comes when you look at those pocketbooks and realize how much money you're going to lose. <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. You know, what wears me out, too, is there's still Big Ten teams that are, like, in the FPI top five and yeah. all this and whatnot, and they haven't even played a game. And the Pac-12, like, you haven't even played a game. Well, so so this is going to be interesting. The Pac-12 is going to play, what, six games? Yeah, Something six like weeks. Yeah. Like, like, how are they, like, how are you going to consider them for anything? I mean. You can't. Yeah. Well, and like, here's, here's my thing. You know, you talk about the safety and the player safety and all that. Well, what we've seen the SEC do is add an additional two weeks onto the season and then you have those extra two weeks where you can make up COVID games. Uh, the mm -hmm. Big Ten and the Pac-12 don't have that. They have to go full on, full through. Yeah, I mean, at least the Big Ten's starting up, I guess, what, next weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I, you know, it is what it is. We've got college football. Uh, shout out today, college basketball started official practice. Um, that's exciting, uh, you know, for all our uh, – Loyal listeners in the college ranks right now, and some of the guests that we've had on, good, yeah. And uh, you know, hey, we got a ton of sports, and it's awesome right now. It is, um, and the best thing that's happened is that um, 
we've gotten SEC football back. Uh, it's been maybe the wildest three weeks, four weeks in SEC football history to start the 2020 COVID year. Uh, I mean, you started out with the Mississippi State and LSU game in the opening week. You had Ole Miss Florida in that opening week. And then it, it's just been the wildest opening three weeks of SEC football that I can remember in a while, just with all the high-scoring games and all the upsets. And it's been really, really fun to this point in the season. Yeah, I mean, and what you've seen in the SEC outside of somebody like Vanderbilt is, you know, with with myself and, and CB being an Arkansas fan and, and Cade, you're an Ole Miss fan. You're, yeah. You've seen two fan bases get re-energized by what they're mm-hmm. seeing with, with new coaches. And that makes the league that much stronger because Alabama's not going anywhere. Georgia's not going anywhere. Florida's not going anywhere. Yeah. You see A&M's Tennessee not, rising. Tennessee's yeah. rising. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, like Mississippi State had their fan base fired up for a week. A game. Least, a game. You know. The Pirates ship hop, is Hop sinking. on the leech bandwagon. It's already crashed now, but hop on it. It's already <laughs> sunk. That ship is sunk. Blackbeard. Uh, but speaking of sinking, like, what's going on at LSU? Yeah. Like, how, are, they the, are they the worst defending champion maybe ever? Uh, quite possibly. I mean, they lost, what, 20 starters off last year's team, 19 starters, and all their starters on defense. Like, I, I never expected them to be good. At the same time, I didn't expect them to be this bad. But, I mean, they they oh, were I never going to defend that national championship this year. Does, does Bo Pelini lose his job after one year? Yeah, yes. He may not even last the year. No, I don't I think can, he does either. I think once he, Arkansas torches them, for about 600 yards and seven scores, it's ball game for Bo Pelini. Well, like, he's lucky that their game with Florida this week got canceled because yeah. Florida was probably fixing to put up about 60 on them. Yeah. And he probably he has lost the his best, job the this best week. tight end in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kyle Pitts. I've seen that firsthand in person. It's not fun when it's against your opposing team or against your favorite um, team. How long is Gus Malzahn going to last? Because uh, let, let's just be real. They're one and two. They, they are not 2-1. and one. They did not beat Arkansas last week. And he's letting – the fact that he hired Chad Morris to come in and call his plays after what he saw Chad do at Arkansas, like, <laughs> is, 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 is Gus trying to get his buyout? I what? guess he's trying to get fired to get that big money. Did you hear Will Muschamp's or see Will Muschamp's comments about Auburn today? Yes. Because Will Muschamp it. said it, it? It, it's, it's very obvious that Chad Morris is calling the plays for Auburn. <laughs> He said that? He said that yes. today. No, and oh, wow. here's, here's Here's my thinking on Chad Morris. Chad Morris is the Gus Malzahn scapegoat, where this year when Auburn oh, underachieves, Gus can blame it on Chad Morris, and he can fire still him. have – he's going to fire him after the in the offseason, and he can still have, you know, a little bit of leniency for his job. Chad Morris is nothing more than a scapegoat this year. Yep, 100%. He's getting fired again. Left lane, hey. hammer down. He is. Uh, guys, how bad is Vanderbilt? Uh, worst team in America. I think they're I think they're on pace to be the worst team in the history of the SEC. That's no lie. They're awful. I mean, yeah. what, if if I'm Arkansas State, I'm like I'm almost paying Vanderbilt to come to Arkansas State so I can get a win versus the SEC school. <laughs> yeah. No, cancel that Tulsa game and on December fifth, let's play Vandy. I mean, my goodness, guys, Van- Vanderbilt would struggle to win the five A East this year. Yeah, they're just not good. 
they can't move the ball. Like, they, they just can't move the ball. And they aren't terrible. I mean, they aren't great defensively, but they aren't terrible defensively. They're historically terrible offensively. They cannot score. And what I mean, here's the deal. Okay, you're going to fire Derek Mason. Who are you going to get to come in? Hey, that's that, that's the biggest anything. thing. You almost have to hire an up and coming coordinator that just wants the SEC job but no experience. I mean, you know, like Chad Morris. Jay- Chad Morris for Vanderbilt. <laughs> Left lane, hammer down in Nashville. Oh, gosh. Chad oh, Morris man. would take it. Would he not, let's hope, would he not take let's- that in a heartbeat? He would. Let's hope that happens. I, let's start that rumor. Well, Chad he, Morris, right here's what here I've heard on the undraftables: Chad Morris to Vanderbilt. Here's what I've heard. Here's uh, what I've heard: Houston Nutt is still available for a head coaching position. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I mean, it'd be better, hey, Chad Morris. Houston would rally the old scholar athletes there at Vandy, and they would they would compete a lot better than what they're doing right now. Hey, that's a they coach chop, not guaranteed. That would. They chopped that hey, wood. Say what you want about old Houston Nut. That joker can coach a couple games a year and yeah. get your team ready to play. Hey, he and, can he can coach up some recruits that aren't his. He can coach those dudes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. But well, we got a big game this weekend. We um, do. Yeah. That's personal for us and and uh you know, we kind of wanted to preview that. I guess we'll probably talk, probably talk a little trash. But, uh, you know, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Um, Ole Miss, you know, it looks like they may be out. Uh, some players did COVID. It, it sounds like it's on the defensive side, which, heck, did they even play – did they even put 11 players on the field last week? I well, don't think so. My, they could have put 15 and it wouldn't have mattered. My philosophy is just uh, – Give up a point. Give up the touchdown. Every possession your defense is supposed to be on the field and just go for two. Win the game that way. There you go. Pull out the PA style. Yeah, pull out the PA. No, Kevin Kelly to Vanderbilt. So, I want to – Call it in here on the undraft Kevin Kelly to Vanderbilt. Before we, like, get into the actual game, I want to talk, you know, because we're kind of in the same boat in terms of fan bases where, you know, there, there was some, I guess, dreadfulness and just – lethargic energy that kind of set in in both fan bases. Uh, obviously, you guys with Morris, who, you know, uh, you can make the argument, maybe the worst coach in the history of SEC football and Chad Morris. And, you know, there was just a lot of uncertainty that set in. And then you have Matt Luke at Ole Miss. And, you know, the most interesting storyline about Ole Miss last year was that their quarterback, John Rice Plumley, also played piano. They were the most boring 4-8 and eight team in the history of college football. And, Season ticket sales were dwindling and interest in the program was dwindling. But obviously, both programs go out and make two big hires this year. So, uh, for for y'all, what for y'all, what's it been like to have you know some excitement for the first time in years? Well, you say two big hires. I mean, let's let's be honest. Not many people thought Tom Pittman was a big hire. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, even I mean, Cade, you're not a fan, like. I don't think you were worried about Sam Pittman getting the job. No. You know? um, and so, with that being said, I, I think you have to say Arkansas's turnaround is a lot, uh, kind of a, a bigger deal. Maybe not a better story, but a bigger deal, considering what they've done. And he's never been a head coach before. You know? Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, and and, uh, and we loved Sam Pittman when he was here as an O line coach. Obviously, he went to Georgia and did big things. We, we were like, hey, you know, he's going to stabilize the program and at least there'll be some pride. 
I don't know that any of us thought we'd see this already. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely not. I mean, there's no way you could have said coming in that Sam Pittman should be two and one. Like should be, not could be, but should be two and one. And the players love him. You know, they they love playing for him. He loves Arkansas. You know, there for a while it was rumored Lane Train to Arkansas, the Pirate to Arkansas. You know, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Kiffin gets scooped up. The pirate gets scooped up, and then it's like, oh gosh, who's Arkansas going to hire? And it's Sam Pitt. And there were a lot of people that were like, eh, 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 eh. and then you just start seeing press conference. You start seeing videos from the players. Yep. People get start getting hyped and getting hyped. You know, then COVID hits, and then it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then you just see results. That's a thing that I love is you just see freaking results on the field. Whether we win or not, we've seen results. And 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 with it, he's he, you know, at his press conference and one of the videos that they where he met the team, he, you know, he said, you know, Arkansas is a proud damn state, and it is. I mean, you know, you can call the Razorback fan base delusional or whatever, but man, the one thing about us, we love some Razorbacks, and yep. you know, and we're, we're supportive, we're a rabid fan base, and. Man, we were just asking for to go compete, go play with some pride, perhaps some pride to wear the Arkansas jersey. And I mean, he's got those guys bought in. Um, they're flying around. You know, uh, Browse's offense started clicking late against Auburn, and hopefully they can keep building. And Odom's got Odom's got freaking ones out there, like Damn. just. Just making plays, like I mean, we're gonna after injury, and the kids are making plays that you've never heard of. We're gonna have to hope that Barry Odom doesn't leave after one year. And, and you know, here's the good thing: like you know, before the before the season, he was offered the Memphis job, and he was offered the LSU defensive coordinator job, and turned both of them down. And those are both good jobs. Yep. And yeah. Especially the Memphis that, gig. And, and that tells you how much he loves Sam Pittman, and. And maybe he's not looking to leave unless it's just like a another SEC job that he can win at. That's yeah. not Vanderbilt, yep. you know. Well, and I think I think we're both in the same you know kind of boat of just it's good to just be excited again. Like you know, I don't expect Ole Miss to go out and win seven games this year. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't think if you told me Ole Miss went undefeated the rest of the year, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me they lost every other game the rest of the year, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think there's truly another game on the schedule where they're going to get blown out because they're going to be able to score, but. You know, I just didn't expect this this quick, you know, to go on the road at Kentucky and get, you know, I know it's Kentucky, but that's still a marquee win for Ole Miss. I mean, for a program that's just been dead in the water and at the cellar of the SEC for the last four or five years, that's a marquee win to go on the road and win on the last second field goal. You know, it's it's a big deal. I mean, I'm not into moral victories, but it's a big deal to be on national television and be trading scores with Bama for two quarters and have those national storylines. Like, it's just, oh, absolutely. That was wild. Yeah, I mean, it's just a big deal. And Ole Miss football hasn't been a big deal since the Sugar Bowl year with Freeze. I mean, it's been at the bottom of the barrel SEC. They've been boring. They've been on SEC Network, SEC Alternate Channel. Nobody's cared. But to have Lane come in and, I mean, completely revitalized an offense that Rich Rod poorly ran into the ground last year and take a quarterback in Matt Corral, who didn't look like an SEC quarterback last year, and have him – you know, lead the conference in a lot of categories and ranking top two and others. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy what he's done in just three weeks. Yeah, I, I think Arkansas and Ole Miss were so bad last year that the SEC wouldn't even let the game be on SEC Network. I think it was on the Big Ten Network. 
Oh, it probably was. The I, no lie. Maction. I think it was Maction. I think it was six thirty yeah. SEC alternate channel. If that tells you anything. It probably was. I, I don't even know if they deserved that last year. <laughs> so um but no, I mean yeah, what you know, uh the lane trains come in and you know, got them rolling offensively. Um Kate, let me ask you this, like it looks like Tom Herman's days are numbered at Texas. Yeah. You know, I've heard I've heard the rumor is that they're trying to get him out as quickly as possible to go after your boy uh, from Florida and Ohio State. Uh, Urban Liar. But, Urban, but, yep. What, but what if, if, you know, what – I mean, let, let's be honest, okay. Lane Kiffin ain't stayed at a job more than a couple of years. Does that worry y'all at all? No. I mean – I don't, you know, I know he hasn't stayed at the job longer than a couple of years and years past, but, you know, this one just kind of feels different. It feel it feels like to me when Lane went to, you know, Alabama and worked under Saban, it, it kind of humbled him and he grew up a little bit. Like, I, this is not the same Lane Kiffin that was at Tennessee and at USC. Like, it's just not. You know, I, think, I agree. I think he's grown up a lot. And, you know, from what I've seen of him, I think he is invested in building up this program. And, I mean, let's be real about it. For coach, I mean, I know you have all the assets at Texas, but how appealing of a job is Texas? You're going to be on the hot seat as soon as you're hired at Texas. You know, yep. I mean, that's just the reality of it. So, is it more appealing to, you know, make the same amount of money at Ole Miss and be a hero if you go 7-5 and five every year? Or is it more appealing to go to Texas where, you know, sure, you can make more money, but the moment you go anything below 10-2, and 11-1, you're on the hot seat. Like, I just – I don't think Texas is an appealing job to coach it just because of the fan base at this point. Well, see, my thing with it is, too, though, if he was going to if he was gonna leave, why didn't he leave FIU after his first really good year? And well, when because he was they hot again. FAU. FAU, sorry. FAU. FAU. Sorry. FAU. Why why would why would he not have left there, you know? So I think I think but what he was may open, be somebody man? that like sticks. What, what but what was truly open those years he was there that I mean like Arkansas was still not a good job at the time. Yeah. Um I mean I mean, who was open that he I mean Let's be honest. All what everything you said about Texas is true, but also that's a place like in one year they've got enough talent on campus. You can compete for a national championship if you, you know, if you come in and get it clicking. You know, because it's yeah. not like they're not recruiting. You know, like they're they're going five minutes out off of campus and bringing in five star players. You know, and it's it's obvious something's going on there. I don't know what it is. It's just weird because they've got players. They just can't like. Like they just look terrible. Well, and, do, and here's do what they I go think back about. and get Mac Brown? Do they try to get Mac Brown back? No, I think, Urban, right? I think Urban Meyer is yeah. the guy. Yeah. Like, yep. Urban Meyer can say whatever he wants. He's a snake, but he's also pretty smart. Look what he did. He saw Florida fixing it, go in the tank, retires. All of a sudden, Ohio State comes open. All yeah. of a sudden, same thing, Ohio State. And retires and look what's fixing to open up Texas and in in Texas in a Big Twelve that's terrible right now. I mean, just absolutely terrible. Well, and, and here's my thing with Lane. Here's why I'm not worried about Lane going to Texas because if you told me in two years, if you said at the start of the 2022 or 2023 season, Lane Kiffin is no longer the head coach at Ole Miss, one of two things has happened: either Ole Miss has 
had, you know, an historic year where they went 11 games during competing for the college football playoff, or Lane Kiffin hasn't been able to recruit at Ole Miss. And I don't think any of those two things are going to happen over the course of the next two or three years because even though his 2021 recruiting class isn't great, they're in on a lot of top JUCO guys on defense. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he brings in five JUCO guys on defense next year, tries to run it back with this offense, have a little bit better defense, and, you know, maybe try and get to nine or ten wins next year. You know, because I just – they're in on so many JUCO guys. But I think those are the, those are the two ways Lane Kiffin leaves after a short stay at Ole Miss to me. I, I mean, there's probably one other way that Lane Kiffin might not be at Ole Miss because of a short stay. Well – I have a feeling – Yeah. I have a feeling it might do with some uh, sorority girls. But, hey, you know what? It is oh, Joey it is. Freshwater comes back yep. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, let's just be real here. There's always that on the table too. Lane Kiffin's uh, you, a wild card. Y'all better, y'all better hide the Harleys and the blondes, Cade. That's yeah. just all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> well, it'll get you every time. And I know he's had that past, but I, and I'm sure he's, you know still like that in ways. But, again, I think the Saban experience humbled him. I don't think he's the same frat star that he was at, you know, Texas – or not Texas, but Tennessee. And he's also grown up, you know, 10 years since he's been at Tennessee. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's a saint or a messiah, but at the same time, you know, I don't think he's that same, you know, frat star that he was at Tennessee. So, let's get into the game a little bit. Cade, you know more about this. So, what what's the rumors of of the COVID issues? Is it offense, defense? Is it starters? Is it scout team guys? Like what's going on with that? Well, so Ole Miss football put up some uh, videos on their Instagram today from practice. So Matt Corral, Jerron Ely, Snoop Connor, Elijah Moore, all the top guys on offense were there. Uh, it's been I don't know if it's been confirmed, but it's been heavily rumored for the last few weeks that. You know, before the season started, the entire offensive line was out with COVID. So, um, obviously, I guess they have the antibodies and they're immune from it for, you know, a couple of months, three months, however long it is at this point. So, the rumor is that it has affected some of the tight ends. Now, whether that's Kenny Aboa, uh, you know, who's been our transfer from Temple, who's, you know, been one of the top tight ends in the SEC so far, I don't know. Uh, and that it has also affected the defensive line and a, a couple of guys in the secondary. But, you know, Kiffin talked today, and he was like, you know, if we had to play Arkansas right now, we would have the depth chart to do it. So I don't know how many starters it has affected, but, you know, the rumor is that it's pretty much all on defense, which, you know, at this point, who cares? We're bad enough defensively. It's not going to matter if our first or third string's in. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Felipe Ranks is really tearing that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and on the Arkansas side, you know, I, I don't know that we're dealing with COVID as much as we are with some injuries. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, Sam Pittman, you know, as, as much as it frustrates the fan base because you want to know who's playing and who's not, has played it really close to the vest. And, and uh, you know, rumor is that Rakeem Boyd's been back practicing, you know, fully this week that, that Burks has been practicing and, you know, it sounds like some guys are going to come back, but you just never know, you know? And, and, and so um, it sounds like both teams could possibly be without some guys and, but that's to be expected in 2020. And um, I, I really think we're going to see a competitive game. Um, I think it'll be a game and the, you know, the winner, the winner will have 40 something points, loser will have 30 something, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah. Just because one, 
I don't – Ole Miss still hasn't stopped anybody. And, you know, not that we poured out, but second half against Auburn was really good for the Arkansas offense. And I think they're starting to figure some things out. Um, and y'all's offense has been really, really good. Um, and our defense has been good, but we're still – we're a little bit banged up playing some young guys that probably shouldn't be playing in an SEC game like this, but they're going to have to play. And so yeah. – um, so that's just going to lead to a high scoring game, um, which will be fun. You know, it, it'll, um, it'll be a chance for both programs to see like really the winners is going to feel really good about themselves, you know, after yeah. Saturday. No, I agree. Uh, I think, you know, just from a scheme standpoint, this is going to be the best defense we played all year. Like, obviously I think Bama has better athletes on defense and I think, you know, I think Kentucky's defense is pretty good. But from a scheme standpoint, I think this is going to be the toughest challenge, you know, Ole Miss has had four weeks into the season. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they and scheme around ever, Barry Odom. CB, who would have ever thought where we were a year ago that somebody would say that four weeks in the season, Arkansas defense would be the best scheme that they've seen? Like, <laughs> oh, you, you, would have, you would have thought we were back to – pre-Bobby Petrino, like, I mean, Houston Nut, maybe before that, you know? I mean, maybe, hey, all you got to know Bua, about – Back, back yeah. when we had Tony Bua and Batman Carroll. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, we had a really good defensive line or end at that time, too. Anderson, was his name Anderson? Yeah, played for uh, the Falcons, Jamal Anderson. Falcons, Jamal Anderson, yeah. Back – maybe maybe then, you know, back when we were like, oh, okay, then you had Boo Williams on offense – uh, and on as the Ed, uh um oh shoot who was our freaking running back? Uh, my, well we've had a bunch. Madre Hill, Hill, Madre Hill, Madre Hill, like that era, you know, during that era, sometime maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, here's all you need to know about Arkansas defense the last couple of years. Our last year's defensive coordinator is coaching middle school football in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it it's is coaching middle well, school, and we're in the same boat in this too. Because you know, I think last week, Bama has better football players than Ole Miss does. There is no doubt about it. They have better offensive football players. They have better defensive, and they have better special teams football players. Bama would beat this Ole Miss team a hundred times out of a hundred times. There's no doubt about it in my mind. But I mean, I could make a pretty good argument that Lane Kiffin. Outcoached Nick Saban last week. Bama just won because they had better athletes. Because there's no reason Ole Miss should have been in that game last week. There's no reason. Let me, let me ask you, you this, Kate. Do you really do you think that you know, like Saban accused Lane of stealing their defensive signals? He he probably did to an extent, but Lane came back and said, "Man, we were lined up before they even had the signals in." But do you think that Lane? knew their formations and stuff, and that was a part of it. Like, uh, you know, maybe. You know, Nick, Nick, Nick Saban comes across as he's pretty – he's very confident in himself, and he's like, I don't care if you know what we're doing. You still got to stop us, you know. Yeah, and, I mean – And then Lane's a smart offensive guy, and he knew what was coming. And and I think that I think he played mind games with them, you know. No, he I mean, did. He did. He did play mind games. Ole Miss didn't warm up. I don't know if y'all know this or not. Ole Miss did not warm up on the field Saturday before the game. <laughs> Ole Miss's entire warm ups were done in the indoor practice facility. They did not touch the field until they ran out Saturday. Like he was playing mind games before the game started with Nick Saban. And I mean, That's sure, awesome. sure, he he might have, 
you know, he might have known the, known the schemes they were running. I, I hope he knew the schemes they were running. But, again, like Ole Miss goes so fast, it's impossible for me to think that they were truly stealing signals. Like, if they were taking it down to five seconds on the play clock and audibling and all that, then sure, they were stealing signals. But they're going so fast. Like, I just don't think that they were stealing signals every single play. I just think it comes down to the fact that, you know, Lane Kiffin's a goofball, but he, he's a pretty damn good football coach. And, you know, I thought for the most part last week, Lane Kiffin's staff out-schemed Nick Saban. Nick Saban just has a whole lot better athletes on his on his team than Lane does on his. No, you're right. And, I mean, you know, and, hey, I don't think I'll put it past Nick Saban to, you know, have done that on purpose a little bit because, you know, Nick didn't throw a temper tantrum like he usually does. Exactly. Week. He didn't. He stayed pretty calm. And you, you, and maybe he did it to get his guy's attention going into Georgia week, which, you know, now he's not even going to be there for that game, you know, kind of out that he has COVID. So, um, but, you know, it, it just did not look like Alabama. And, and that's not to say Ole Miss didn't have something to do with that, you know. Yeah. And, and, and let's be honest. I mean, Cade, y'all, y'all have always – everybody plays Alabama like it's their Super Bowl, but – for some reason, Ole Miss, like, it's times 100, you know. Yeah, here in the last few years. <laughs> Whatever. Ole Miss got beat 66-3 to to Bama two years ago. <laughs> but, but for some reason, y'all thought y'all still had a chance, you know, because yeah. of y'all beat them a couple, you know, a couple times and, you know, and, and everything. So, it's that's always in the back of y'all's fan base's mind. Yeah. And so, y'all always, like – Y'all always have thought you had a chance, even the years y'all got beat sixty six to three, just because yeah. of because it's happened. You know, before, where, you know yeah. we've seen it, and, and and so like I knew that game was going to be close. Like I didn't think it play like it did, but like I thought it, I knew it was going to be close for a little bit. Yeah, just it, because because it Bama was is. Bama was a twenty three and a half point favorite, and I knew Ole Miss was going to cover that. You know, I. Th- Granted, oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be a slight cover and Ole Miss was going to hang with them for a couple of quarters and then Bama would pull away and win by three touchdowns. You know, and as a fan, for me, watching that game was the most fun I've had watching a loss in the history of Ole Miss football just because I had no expectations for that game. I did not expect us to win. Even when we had our chances and we blew it by a bot snap on fourth down and settling for a field goal like – it didn't phase me, like, because I I did not think we were winning that game, and anything anything we did beyond cover the spread was amazing to me at that point. Does it, Does anybody know the line going into the game tonight or Saturday? Uh, it's it's pretty much a pick 'em. Ole Miss minus three. Is it minus? Three? I thought it opened up at two. Ole Miss minus two, then went to Ole Miss minus four. Now it's Ole Miss minus three. What's the over under? The over under might be in play this week. Oh, uh, I. I if you don't, if you take the under in an Ole Miss game, first off, that's a foul on you for being yeah, stupid. Ex- exactly. That that's why the over is probably a hammer here. I'm gonna bet it's in the 60s. Uh, let me look at this over here. But you hammer you. I think you hammer the over in anything that's under yes. 70. Uh, Ole Miss minus two and a half over under 75 and a half. Hammer it. Oh, oh. You know what, boys? That might be a great tease to tease Arkansas and tease that up to in the 80s. Hey, everybody didn't know you were going to get your local gambling 
uh, tips yeah. this week. Either. Yeah, it depended depending on what you do. If you do a super tease, whatnot, you tease Arkansas up to plus eight and a half, go to eighty one and a half for the over. You might you might uh, for the under. I'm sorry, you might get you a good little bet there, a good little parlay. Hey, I'm just I'm just telling you, word of warning, and I'm not for betting on your team. I'm not going to bet Ole Miss in the money line. I'm not going to bet them in the point spread. I'm just not because I'm biased in it, and it's going to cause me to lose money. But if you don't bet Ole Miss in the over in every game they play this year, you're stupid. That's just my opinion. Hey, hey, I've taken Arkansas on the money line in the last two weeks, and I shouldn't be 2-0. and <laughs> Well, that's on you. That's on you. No, I won, I won one. And the second one there against Auburn should have been a Well, tough. see, I'm I too superstitious about one. that hey, because nine times out of ten, if I have money on them, it's going to fall through. So, if I have money on Ole Miss, they're going to fall through. So, I'm not putting money on them. Yeah, that's how I've been with Arkansas here lately, too. But you know what? I say, you know what? I think we're going to beat this state. I got it 10 to win 50, hit it. You know, and then Auburn, I put another 10 on there to win about 45. And by golly, the refs hosed us. Are well, we going to get into that tonight? Are we going to no. get into how Auburn got the the SEC treatment? We, we got the host job. Well, here's here's we what I want to ask y'all. Here's what I want to ask y'all because Ole Miss Arkansas has turned into a little bit of a rivalry over the last you know five six seven years. Granted, I'm biased. I think it's a little bit more on the Arkansas side than it is the Ole Miss. But there is a strong portion of the, or the Arkansas fan base that hates Ole Miss. And it is what it is. I don't have a problem with it. But is Al is Auburn slowly replacing Ole Miss for y'all with A, Chad Morris being there, and B, what happened last Saturday? No. I, see, see, I don't even think more uh, – in my mind, Ole Miss is not our big rival. Like, I – and we, we play LSU tougher than anybody every year, yeah. you know. And yeah, um, we do. But but it's man, it's the SEC. Like you can pick out almost anybody outside of Vanderbilt, and South Carolina, and say that you're a rival with those. And Missouri, like who really cares about Missouri? Oh, um, what about the what about the Battle Line Showdown or whatever it's called? Yeah, like like <laughs> you know what somebody in Missouri's idea. I mean, you know, and so, but. Uh, I, I need to go pick Georgia or Bama this week. I don't know. I, I'm tempted to pick Georgia, but I still, like, Alabama to me is kind of like that Spurs effect. Like, you pick, them to, you pick them to lose and you pick them to get bounced out every year and then they find a way to miraculously stay alive. Like, I just – I'm not going to pick them to lose until they lose. Bama. Bama's going to win. I'm going Georgia. I'm going Georgia. So Kirby Smart is going to be the first one to break the what twenty nine and zero. Well, I guess it wouldn't technically count since Nick's not coaching. They're not breaking it. I don't. I don't think their offense is good enough. I, I think they'll do enough. This is the year. What do y'all think? Uh, what do y'all think about line? Mike Leach? That's what yeah, I want to know. Leach. Because here, Mike, here's Mike here's Leach. what I want to talk about is that after week one. Caleb sent a text that said, I'm sorry, Mike Leach is better than Lane Kiffin after week one, and we're three weeks in, and I could already tell you that's a lie. See, but is it? Mike, Mike Leach got the wrong job. He should have gone after Ole Miss harder. Yeah. But, but is it? Who has a better win this year? 
I, I think mean, there's a lot of people that are going to beat LSU. Yeah, I don't think LSU's good. I don't think they're very good defensively. But, but is Kentucky good? I I think Kentucky is really good defensively. I just don't think they can throw the ball, which hurts them. I mean, Auburn beat them two touchdowns. Yeah. I, if Kentucky had a quarterback that could do anything beyond running the football, I think they would be a really good football team. But their quarterback play hinders them. But I think they're really good defensively. I mean, the 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 pirate has not did not look good last week. And now he's um, blaming. It. Now he's like, we got to get kids out of here. Yeah. We got to get kids out of here. KJ he's Hill is gone. Kids under the bus. KJ Hill is gone. But, Costello's out at quarterback, and Texas A and M's going to beat them three touchdowns this weekend. Man, do you really believe in Jimbo Fisher that much? Uh, I don't believe in Jimbo Fisher as much as I believe in Mike Leach running that program into the ground. See, but what what tells you that Mike Leach is going to do that? He's never done that anywhere he's been. I, I mean, you can't just bench your starting quarterback and have one of your best players in KJ Hill leave the team three weeks into the season, and after your second loss, tell the media you're going to have wholesale changes in yep. every every part of your team but and expect guys, to he's win done football that games. Everywhere he's been. He, he says but, crazy stuff. But what you got to understand is that this is the craziest fan base he has ever had to deal with in his tenure as a head coach. Mississippi no, State no. has never won a national championship, but yet expects national championship-like performances every single year. Now, now I know you can't stand up because you're an Ole Miss fan, but y'all are celebrating like y'all won the game last week. So let's not talk about crazy families. No, we were celebrating because it was just nice to have some damn hope. Standing ovation, walking off. Okay, that was that was a little bit much. That was a little bit much. I would not give him if I was at the game. I would not have given a standing ovation. But I will say that speaking of being at the game and not being at the game, Kate, you weren't at the game, but you were at Florida game. Mm -hmm. Okay, I. I think the universe is telling me something, Cade. Better not go to the Uh-oh. game this weekend. Better not go to the game, Cade. <laughs> I was at the Kentucky hey, game. Did, I was much, at the Kentucky game. They won that. Spend on a ticket, Cade. Uh, one hundred and sixty dollars. Oh. You 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 spent that to watch the Ole Miss Rebel Black Bear Shark. Hey, I what, 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 listen. What again? You don't understand. Actually, you understand. They- you understand because here's the thing. I I, I sat through so many. Apologies for the language. Shitty games last year with Matt Luke oh, as the head man. coach. And <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I sat through that A&M game where we had the best defensive performance an Ole Miss football team has had in the last three years and just blew the game because we could not move the ball offensively. I sat through the 14-6 to <laughs> Memphis game where Matt Corral looked like a Sunbelt quarterback. I sat through them all last year. And by God, if I get the chance to go watch Ole Miss under Kiffin this year, I'm going to take it because I've sat through way too much crap football the last few years to not capitalize it on the year we have Lane Kiffin as the head coach. How much so you did you think he's going to be here one year? No, 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 no. I don't think he's going to be here for one year, but I'm just saying. He's going to take Caleb. He's going to take Hook'em Horns. Hey, we've got two predictions out. We've got Chad Morris to Vandy. We've got Lane Kiffin to Texas. You heard it here on the Undraftables. On the Undraftables. Shout out Jason Smith and the Baltimore Orioles. There we go. All there right, so go. what are, what are y'all's official picks for this weekend? Ole Miss, um, Arkansas. I'm going 42-38 Hogs. Okay. Mm. You know what? I think Ole Miss is going to come in. I think they're going to sputter. I think you're going to see Arkansas play really, really well. I'm going to say 28-17 Hogs. 
Oh, I can tell you that's not going to happen. Yeah, Ole Miss is not going to score 17 points. I can tell you that. Uh, now, Arkansas, Arkansas defense comes to play. Arkansas can score 28. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But Ole Miss is not scoring Guys, 17 points. Guys, I think us three could go score 28 against Ole Miss right now. <laughs> hey, I think fun. I think the Paragold Rams could go score 28 against Ole Miss right now, if I'm being Oof. honest. Uh, no, no comment. They're in our conference. I won't say no. Uh, my prediction is I get Ole Miss 49, Arkansas 38. I, 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 think, I think those are all good except for CB. I think he's uh, – CB, you know, you have to tease the, the, the over or under. You're taking the under. Yeah. I know. I think the Arkansas defense comes to play. I hope so. I mean, I, I think so. they come to play too, but I just think Ole Miss is a top ten offense in the country right now. The bo- only problem is they have a bottom ten defense in the country right now. It's going to be interesting. It's it's uh, uh, you know I, I I don't see as low scoring games what CB says, but I, I can see it in the thirties. You know, I don't I don't know that anybody's going to get to sixty. You know? I'll tell but you this I, much: as an Ole Miss fan, the radar and the forecast Saturday says seventy degrees and sunny, a zero percent chance of rain. I have never been more confident of it raining with a zero percent chance than I am Saturday. <laughs> oh, it's going to be right forty-five that. degrees and pouring down rain. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, th- th- that was tough to watch last week down in Auburn with the rain. I, yeah, I, it was awful. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, every time, this. every time Ole Miss comes to Fayetteville, it's raining, it's gloomy, it's cold, and their dreams go to die. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> but. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good one this weekend. And uh, like we said, both fan bases are really energized, and we've got uh, we, we, we've got some things to look forward to. Yeah, it's uh, I can speak for all of us. It's nice to be re-energized and excited again. Um, obviously, excited for the game. Um, I hope Ole Miss wins, so I can talk crap and not have crap talk to me. So um, hopefully, that's the case on Saturday. But I mean, hey. You're you're a go go rebels go red wolves. So you get two chances, don't you, to win this week? We yeah, A State plays uh, tomorrow night uh, in six thirty hey, on who ESPN. Who did they who did they get drove by last week? Uh, they beat UCA last week. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, yeah who, Coastal who I'm Carolina. watching right now play ULL. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was a Chanticleers. 29 point loss. It's unacceptable, and A State should never get beat by four touchdowns in a Sun Belt game. That's yeah. just, just just the reality of it. They should never get beat four touchdowns in a Sun Belt game. But it is what it is. Um, hopefully, it looks a whole lot better on national TV tomorrow night than it did on national TV two weeks ago in Conway, South Carolina. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, what was that? Uh, wait a minute. So last week was that? Arkansas State UCA game not like three to two after one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I it, mean, it took both offenses a while to get going because you know we were playing in hurricane-like conditions with thirty mile an hour winds. So it took both I offenses mean, a little bit to get going. I, I, I mean, it was three to two. A baseball game broke out in Conway. <laughs> well, it was in Jonesboro, but yes. Yeah, oh, in Jonesboro. Sorry, in Jonesboro, bro- yeah. a baseball game broke out in Jonesboro. But hey, shout out to Bubba Deaton for sitting in the rain and watching the game. Um, but nobody ever said Bubba was the smartest. But yeah, uh, uh, he's so, loyal. All right, I need I need to get some clarification on this before we get out of here. So, 
I talked to Coach Bubba Deaton, boys basketball coach at Nettleton. People who are listening don't know. Uh, I talked to him last Friday night at our football game. And, you know, did an interview about the start of the season. Um, I know where we're headed. And, and one thing we talked about was that him and Coach Smith had a little bet going. If A-State covered, you know, 13 points, which they did, Coach Smith would have to wear what Coach Deaton wears to game, which is like a pullover, a ca- some khakis, and some, I guess, tennis shoes. So, my question is, does that apply to all the staff, or is it just Coach Smith? Well, I can tell you this. There's one certain assistant coach on the girls' staff that was already going to be wearing that anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so yes. Yes. We're going to go with yes. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to make sure. Have we, have we come to a conclusion on which game is going to have to happen in yet? I think it was the first five games of the year. First five. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, wow. So, we're going to celebrate the state championship banner and everybody's going to have their rings on and Coach Smith isn't going to be able to dress up that first game. That's going to suck for hey, him. Coach Smith, hey, if you go look at the state championship picture, Coach Smith is not in a tie. So, <laughs> but, but let's, let's give him a little credit. He, he, he lacks a little bit last year. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, that old age will do that to you. Yeah, that's, that's going to kill him. Call him old. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, um, gonna be hey, a fun. You gotta be old to be an Orioles fan because the last time they were good was back when, probably before all of us were born. So yeah, Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't old enough to remember Cal Ripken, so that tells you a lot right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cage, you're you're only nineteen, so it's not. I mean, twenty three or twenty four. My twenty four. <laughs> I think I'm twenty four. <laughs> My oh. birthday was like two weeks ago. I don't know what I am anymore. But, uh, you still got to get carded when you go out, so that's all I know. Uh yeah, that's that's true. In certain air, in certain spots, I do. Yes, and, and with and when you're with certain friends that point that out to the waitress <laughs> at a B Dubs in Dallas because yeah. somebody's a jack wagon, but you know yeah. who did that? Uh, okay. some, some some really cool guy. I heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard he's the worst assistant coach in the girls' basketball team at Nettleton. That's the one who did it. So, oh, that, that guy. guy. Coach yeah. Wright wasn't there, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, it's been fun. Um, I hope y'all don't have fun Saturday, and I hope I do. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so, Caleb, Chris, thanks for popping on, and uh, we'll do it again some other time. We're big. All right. We're big, Sue. See y'all, guys. Howdy, guys. We'll be back later. We'll be back later. See y'all.